Hello and welcome to Safer Stronger Kids, the podcast. I'm Caroline Allen. My goal in my business and through this podcast is to help you raise kind, resilient young people and is to walk alongside you on your journey towards safer, stronger parenting. Thanks so much for joining me. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode one of season three of Safer Stronger Kids, the podcast. I'm Caroline Allen. In this season, we're going to explore so many different things in relation to connection, strengthening connections with our kids. How can we build connections with our kids and why do we want to? I'm sure we will all be very quickly able to recall the time where we have felt a strong connection to our kids, where our day, the moment is moving easily, we're laughing, things are really gelling, everything is smooth sailing and we're having a lot of fun. In that moment, I would describe that as being in the relationship. When you're in relationship with your kids, you are connected to them. They're cooperating with you. There's a lot of eye contact. There's a lot of affection. Things just feel straightforward and good. It feels like things are traveling how they're meant to. I'm sure we can all quickly also recall a time where we felt disconnected from our kids, where we felt like nothing was happening easily, where we felt like we're having to argue over every little thing, pushing so hard just to get one little thing to actually happen. It feels like we're just constantly misunderstanding each other. Tempers are flaring. Nothing feels good. It feels way too hard. We're starting to question all of our life choices around having children. And it just doesn't feel good. In those moments, I would call that being out of relationship with our kids where things just aren't in sync. Everything feels too hard. Our kids don't feel close and connected to us. The relationship isn't really feeling very safe. It feels like it's on rocky ground. It's important to remember that all relationships will experience rocky ground at some point. All relationships will experience disconnection. Nothing is ever smooth sailing all the time. But what is important is How do we go about navigating it when we realize we're out of relationship, when we're disconnected? What happens next? How quickly can we repair it? What do we say as we try to repair it? And how do we bring things back together again? Another really important thing to consider and think about and hold in the back of your mind is whether you're being tempted to use disconnection and pushing children out of relationship as a form of punishment. Things like timeouts, where we say, go to your room and think it over. We might even add in, I don't even want to see your face for a little while until you can say sorry to your sister, whatever it might be. How do you think that feels to our kids? Is it doing and sending the message that we think it is? Or is it actually sending the message that our kids are only worthy of our love? Our kids are only welcome to be in relationship with us and connected to us if they're behaving exactly as we expect them to, and so long as they're not making any mistakes. There's some food for thought. And in this first episode, what I really wanted to dig into is why does connection matter so much? Why is connection with our kids actually important? 
Well, you might know intuitively that it is. We just know it, don't we? We know that being connected feels better and that's where we want to spend most of our time. But have you ever really thought about the why? To be honest, the why is a topic I could talk about all day long. (laughs) But I am not going to do that to you. I've managed to narrow it down to the four main reasons why being connected to our kids is actually something that we want to aim for and why we want to aim to stay in that place as much as possible. Knowing we will never manage to stay connected to our kids every single moment of every single day and that ruptures are normal and will happen and we can repair them. But why should we give it our best shot? Why, when we experience disconnection, do we want to bring things back on track? And why do we want to avoid parenting strategies that push our kids out of connection, out of relationship, in an attempt to change their behavior? Shall we start on my four main reasons? The first reason is because safe relationships where people feel connected, where they feel loved unconditionally, where they're free to make mistakes and know that things might get bumpy, but they're going to get back on track. Relationships that kids can lean into and rely on, actually not just kids, everybody, they're the foundation of good mental health. When we know that we have those supports, it helps us to be more resilient. It helps us to make it through bumps that might happen elsewhere in the world. It won't protect us from negative things happening elsewhere in the world, like at school, sports, whatever it might be. But it means that we know that we've got people who support us no matter what. People who won't judge us. People who will always be there for us and who are ready to back us up. In addition to that, kids who know that they are connected to their parents and feel safe and warm, nurtured in those relationships, tend to have a much better sense of self-worth. They know that they are worthy of attention. They know that they are worthy of being treated well. They know that they are worthy of positive relationships that make them feel good. Kids who know that they're connected to their parents and are safe in those relationships have better self-esteem. They know they're capable of doing things. They know it's okay if they muck something up, they can just give it a try again. Does that mean that they will never doubt themselves? That they will never face struggles with their self-esteem or their self-worth? No, it doesn't. Kids who are connected to their parents can still face those struggles. They're just less likely to experience them And they're also more likely to recover from them more quickly if they do. Children whose parents place an emphasis on connection are also more likely to experience having the chance to talk things over. When they're facing a problem, a challenge, when there's something bothering them, they're more likely to be in a position to have someone to talk to about that. That means that they develop stronger skills in talking about their experiences. Reflecting, so doing that self-reflection, is a skill that can be cultivated throughout childhood and adolescence and into adulthood as well. But if we cultivate it in childhood and adolescence, how do you think that might benefit us as we move into adulthood and have children of our own? 
Children whose parents take the time to have those close, connected, supporting conversations are more likely to be invited to talk about their feelings, which means they develop more skills in naming and identifying their feelings, which means even into adulthood, they're more likely to seek help when they need it and be able to talk to friends about what they're going through. Children whose parents take time to have those kinds of conversations feel that their perspective is more valued. As they move into adulthood, they know that their perspective, their point of view actually matters, which means they're more likely to speak up, have their voice heard, and make sure that it's heard, expect that their voice is heard. All of these things contribute to these children having better mental health across their childhood, their adolescence, and all the way through their adulthood. My second major reason why connection and safe, supportive relationships are so important is because they provide children with a really solid framework for their future relationships. Sometimes we might not want to think about this. Sometimes it feels like a bit of a heavy burden. But even if we try not to think about it, the truth remains that the way we treat our kids every day is shaping their views of relationships. It's shaping their internalized norms of how relationships work and have how people should treat them. So if children are routinely yelled at, shamed, belittled, made fun of, mocked, not supported, if they routinely have their concerns minimized and dismissed, if they routinely experience their feelings being disapproved of or just never really paid any attention to, if they experience that consistently in childhood, how do you think that shapes those future relationships? What do you think they think is normal when they have their first boyfriend or girlfriend, or when they get married. It's a big responsibility to consider. But like I said before, it stays true nonetheless. The way we treat our kids is shaping their views on what they think is a normal way to be treated. We are responsible for establishing the norms of how relationships work. Is it possible that we could try modeling all of these things and they still wind up in a relationship with someone who doesn't treat them as they deserve? Yeah, yeah, that absolutely is possible. But again, this is about us doing the very best we can. We can't control all of the outcomes that our children will experience down the track. Oh my goodness, I know we wish we could. It'd feel so much safer if we could control all of the outcomes that they're going to experience as an adult. Well, we can't. What we do have, though, is influence. We can influence who they might find themselves in a relationship down the track. And we can do that by providing really positive role modeling in their early years. My next major reason why connected, safe, supporting, loving relationships with parents is just so important is that it helps children to stay safer. Children who know that they're in relationship with their parents, 
who feel connected and safe with them are more likely to be able to talk to their parents when things aren't going well, when they've made a mistake, when they're struggling, when they've made a bad choice, whatever it might be, when things go off track, whether it's an in-the-moment situation of being at a party that doesn't feel safe or having had too much to drink and needing someone to pick you up and drive you home, to broader things about mental struggling with mental health or feeling like you've chosen the wrong university course and feeling desperately worried about what you should do next, feeling isolated, alone, whatever it might be, kids who know those, they have those positive relationships to fall back on are more likely to speak up and get the help that they need from their parents. If kids don't feel connected and safe, they'll wind up feeling like they have to navigate all of that either on their own or just with the help of their peers. And they might have really great friendships, but as smart and clever as some of their friends might be, they're still not in a position where they can effectively raise another child or another teenager. We want our kids to know that they can turn to us when things go horribly wrong or even when they just go a little bit wrong. Even when they've got their early warning signs about someone or they just don't know what to do or something made them feel funny or uncertain or they just don't know what to do next. We want them to know that they can come to us. And that's how kids with connected, supportive relationships with their parents wind up being safer. In addition to that, kids who feel connected to their parents, generally speaking, they don't want to let them down. So they're more likely to make better choices because they want to stay in relationship. This relationship feels good to them and they want it to be, continue to be there for them. They're more likely to accept the guidance of a genuinely loving and not overly controlling adult because it just feels good and it helps them to feel safe. That means that they're more likely to make better choices. Kids who don't have these relationships, who don't have adults that they feel they can rely on, to them it can feel like, well, nobody cares anyway. So it doesn't matter if I make bad choices. It doesn't matter if I go out and do X, Y, Z and bend all of the rules and break plenty because I'm not letting anyone down. Nobody really cares. No one's paying attention. I can remember a boy that I met in my very first social work placement sitting in a youth justice centre and he said to me, I just wish someone loved me enough to pay some attention. I just wish someone loved me enough to give me some boundaries. You probably don't believe me that a 17-year-old could say that. Often our 17-year-olds have a lot more wisdom than we give them credit for. Finally, at a really practical level, connected kids are more cooperative kids. When our kids feel connected to us, when they feel safe in the relationship, they're more likely to do what it is we're asking them to do. In those little moments 
where you need them just to go and get in the bath or you just need them to go and get their bag ready for school or you're really needing them just to hurry up and get in the car as quickly as you can. Kids are more likely to go along with those things and get them done when they feel safe in the relationship with you. When they feel outside of the relationship, when they feel disconnected, well, they don't feel so inclined to actually make it happen. Because they're feeling disconnected with you, they're more likely to feel dysregulated in their body. And because they're feeling dysregulated in their body, which means their nervous system is activated, they're a little bit escalated, ah, things just aren't feeling good, you're in a panic, you're stressed, and they're feeling exactly the same way, now they're in a situation where they just can't manage to do the things that you're asking them to do. You've probably experienced this yourself. If you've ever had a manager that you felt really connected to, who you were close to, you probably found yourself wanting to do well for them, wanting to do a good job because you knew, you felt that your contribution was important and it was valued and it just felt good to be cooperative, to be connected. Have you ever had a manager who you didn't feel connected to? Someone who you really just rubbed you the wrong way and no matter what you did, no matter how hard you tried, it felt like you just weren't going to get it right. You were going to get in trouble no matter what you did. If you've ever felt that, did you keep trying to do well? Did you want to cooperate? Or did you find yourself really just switching off and not really caring anymore because they're expecting there to be a problem anyway, so why would you try? Most people will have a situation they can think back to where you're having to listen to and do the things given to you by someone you just didn't feel connected to. And in your body right now, you can probably identify how you felt about that and whether you were able to continue to do well in your job or whether it got harder and harder to show up and do the job that you were there to do. Chances are, you wound up working slower, sloppier, <laughs> and not performing in the way you knew you were capable of. It's exactly the same for our kids. When they feel connected to us, they're more likely to cooperate because they want to, but also primarily because their bodies are more regulated. They feel safer, they feel calmer, and they're better equipped to be able to cooperate. There's a lot of different reasons to explain why connected relationships inside our families are so important. It feels better in a moment-to-moment -moment way, but it also profoundly shapes and influences our children's futures. So thank you so much for listening today. I can't wait to dig into this season with you and explore all the different ways we can strengthen our relationships with our kids. Thanks for listening. Thanks so much for joining me for Safer Stronger Kids, the podcast. 
If you'd like to find out more about what I do, visit my website, saferstrongerkids.com, follow me on Facebook, Caroline Allen, Safer Stronger Kids, and follow me on Instagram, at saferstronger. Can't wait to talk to you again soon.